We chatted a couple weeks ago about being in the goop, and today I'm hoping that maybe you're getting out of the goop, or you're at least working through it. So that is what we are talking about today. And and ultimately, this conversation comes down to self-sabotage. And I'm going to recommend my ultimate most favorite book ever. So let's dive into it. What's up? And welcome to the 10 Minute Beauty Business Podcast. I'm Lexi Lomax, your host, beauty business coach, salon owner of 15 plus years and a stylist too. Each week, I will bring guests, topics, and conversations you can relate to. We all need biz solutions fast and for them to work. I'm an open book and aim to share all of my answers with you. No matter what stage you are in in your beauty business, independent, commission, salon owner, or dreaming somewhere in between, 10-Minute Beauty Business is here to serve you. Now let's get to it. I guess sometimes we all feel like we're in the goop all the time. And I think that that's fair, except you're kind of beating yourself up a little bit more than you probably need to. And frankly, you don't need to beat yourself up at all. Can we just like come to an agreement on that? Stop beating yourself up. But you know, when we talked about being in the goop, I got a lot of messages from you that you're like, oh, hi, I'm in the goop. And I know what that feels like because... I think there was just, I think that the beginning of this year, I think we're collectively in the goop, right? Like as a society or maybe as like a world population and certainly here in the States, it's just, we're all like pushing through a lot of change and a lot of, I don't want to say stagnancy, but it's kind of like both of those things are happening at the same time. And we're kind of getting like the magnet is is like pulling you in. It's doing the magnet effect, but it's also flipped around and like pushing away and repelling. And so you've really got to narrow in your focus. And that is exactly what I kind of want to chat about today. And and part of that is is almost like we self-sabotage in order to stay in the goop, but not get like we went out of the goop. We want to become that beautiful butterfly, but the there's an ebb to it. And and we're looking to, yes, like you'll surrender and, and do the work when you're there and, and stick to it and all that stuff that we already talked about. But there is something more that has to happen when it starts to become like, like when you get too comfortable in the goop. You know, like if you're sitting there in the ebb and you're just like, well, things don't just, they just don't go that well for me. Or like, I just get, I'm, I'm, I'm good here. Like, because you're almost like, self i mean it is it's self sabotage or, or you fear the fact that you might fail if you get out of the goop does that resonate or is that a little a little too real and i know for me when i am in the goop like for real like i'm like just hustling my my rear end off and you know i don't like that word but why do i keep using it but when i am working hard like i'm really truly like nose down like eyes on my own paper doing the dang thing and it's not working, like that doesn't feel good, but that almost fuels me to, to grind harder. And and I know that some of us don't have that, right? And I've, I've gotten so many DMs in the last couple of weeks of, of new people, and I don't know if they're finding me from Reels or thank you guys for sharing the podcast because maybe they're finding me via you, but it, it it's like, or sharing my posts or whatever it is, you know, I seriously, I seriously... I love you and I appreciate that. So, but I'm, I have new people. They're like, hey, I just found you. I'm binging the podcast and and oh my gosh. And I, I think, yeah, like I just, I'm not really sure. Like I'm cut out for all that stuff you talk about. I'm like, what? What do you mean? Like you own your, you, you're not cut out for it, but you're doing it. Like you're already doing it, but they're afraid 
to go to the next level. They're afraid to really step into it and own it. And they're afraid that if you get out of the goop or just, it's it's not even really goop at that point. It's just, it's a pattern or a cycle of just okay. Like, and, and I hate to say that because it's not just okay. It's probably working better than okay. Like over here, we we like the dream 10 and we like to go hard and we like to make things like better and different and and change things like in terms of longevity for our families and ourselves. And so when when we have that goopy kind of stagnancy and you're not fueled by grinding harder, what do you do? And so some of these messages have said, I don't know what to do. I'm not sure if I'm cut out for it. But the one thing that I know for sure is that I'm not going to fail. Right? So they start out with that first sentence. That is, I'm just not sure I'm cut out for all that stuff, but I know I'm not going to fail. And I'm like, oh, okay, like that is fantastic because you can't like that's that's a really hard thing for me to teach. I try and I think, you know, that every episode, my intention is to make sure that, you know, you deserve the success that you crave and that you are working towards. But when I get a DM like that, where it's two sentences that are so totally in, in opposition, because the second one is I'm not going to fail. And I'm like, hell yeah, no, absolutely you're not failing. Like with that attitude, you are going full force and I support you and I can't wait to see you win. Like that is the best news ever. And so that's what I've, I've said back in, in voice notes, you know, when they when these people find me and I'm like, this is great news. This is really, really great news because I can't, I almost like can't teach that. You can coach to it a lot, but it, unless you truly have it in you and believe it and and feel it like in your bones, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not an expert on teaching that one. I'm, I'm good at helping you get there. But like, if you come fully stocked like that, then let's go push the gas. Also, in this episode about self-sabotage, please do not beat yourself up if, if you are not that person. If you don't feel like you truly believe it yet, yet, you hear me say that, then we're going to work on it. And that is, it's something that you can build up with confidence. Like we talked about in last week's episode, you can build your confidence up and then you'll get there. But it's just something that if, if it's intrinsic, if you're like, I'm not going to fail, maybe you're like, I can't fail. Right. And I have to say that for me personally, that's where a lot of my confidence comes from is that I don't have another option. My options are to, to, to continue going and to win for me, whatever, however I define that, right? And I want you to win however you define that. But it's not, it's not a luxury for me to succeed. It is a necessary act of my life. Like I don't have an option for my business to fail. I've taken on too much responsibility and other people and for myself. And that this is where I'm going. This is what I'm doing. Now, it's not uh, like impossible that I couldn't change course or anything like that, but I know 100% I will make it work because I have no other option, right? And that's something that a lot of us, you know, have never been faced with. But when I signed on those dotted lines and it was just me and here I am, you know, 16 years later, that's not because I felt like it. That's not because I really like wanted it to work. I mean, yeah, I wanted it to work. Duh. Like you, you want things to work, but it wasn't because I had this like foo-foo daydream about my business. I did have that in the very beginning, but after my dad passed away and in the middle with the recession and all of the hard things and crappy business practices and crappy leadership that I led with, you know, 
that there were moments where I certainly wanted to give up, but I did not have an option. If I did that, like, and yes, I talk about like wanting the, the bank to come take it back. Like I, I bargained in my head a lot about that. I did. And letting them take it back. But that would have really gone against everything in my integrity, everything that I was taught. And not to say that people that, that had to do that during 2007, 8, 9, like there's nothing, it, it's what happened. It was a mess. But for me, it would have been an an absolutely honest choice to just disregard the responsibility and and then what, you know? And that wouldn't have worked for me. And and also I could pay, I just didn't want to. <laughs> I mean, who wants to? But, you know, I mean, the things about it is, is that I had to come through that because I didn't want the alternative for my life. The alternative was not an option. It was absolutely not an option. Now, yes, we would have been all right and all of those things and probably who knows what, but it wasn't an option for me because I knew that I would make it work. I had to make it work so that I could get what I wanted because the, the alternative was was certainly not what I wanted. And one of the biggest things that, and I've said this a lot lately, and I'm going to go off on a tangent here for a second. I've been, I've been recording a lot of new stuff for Beauty Biz BFF and new masterclasses and batching podcasts and doing all kinds of things. So I don't know if you've heard this yet or not, but hard work is actually never required, but working and consistency is. You don't have to work so hard that your fingers bleed. That is not required. It truly isn't. And I, I'm, I'm, I just have to say, I don't know that I would have believed that maybe even five years ago, I would have maybe argued with myself. But today, I'm seeing that that is absolutely true in the way that I've transformed my business as a salon owner just in the last five years, my business online for sure, and my business behind the chair. Like, I just really don't work that hard behind the chair. Now, of course, you're probably, if anybody of you, if any of you have been in my salon and see me work, it looks like I'm working hard and I am. I take care of my clients. I'm doing all the things, but I'm not killing myself working behind the chair anymore. I did that. I know what that feels like. I definitely did that. And, and I might have like been touching that during my maternity leave in terms of what actually should have been accept or before maternity leave, um, what would have been acceptable in terms of working hard, but that is not the way we have to do it. And so hard work is not required, but consistent work in the right direction absolutely is. And so when you're when you're in this, like, am I in the goop? Am I self-sabotaging? Am I just sitting here in the unknown? Or am I comfortable here because I'm fearful of my business? There's some things that I want to work through with you and just share with you that are, are top of mind conversations that this episode is really just it's here to make you think. And it's things that that we talk about inside of my mastermind. And it's things and conversations that I have with the gals at my salon and, and even with my girlfriends who are not salon owners. These are just conversations and little key points and key takeaways that I wanted to share with you because as we've talked about being in the goop, building up your confidence, and then now we're going to talk about self-sabotage some more and, and just like, what is that? Why are we doing that? Right? Like, can we just stop? Could we just, could we just not? And to me, the answer is yes, we could absolutely just not. It just is a conscious decision. I am about to introduce the brainchild of the last two years that I have been working on for our industry. This is a passion project for sure. And we're getting close. We are getting dang close. So if you want to get on the wait list for Beauty Biz BFF, I want you to check the show notes here or the link in my Instagram bio because it's, it's almost time for Beauty Biz BFF. And when I tell you, it is so good.
Like it is so good. You're not going to believe the price. I don't even need to tell you about this yet, but just know that it is coming. So the very first thing I want to say is that in in terms of like actionable steps that you can do, because remember, this is the 10 minute beauty business podcast where you are supposed to get an actionable tip every week that you can start in your beauty business in 10 minutes or less. Um, And I just sometimes don't point that out, but there is always going to be something actionable and a takeaway for you. So please, if you're ever like, wait, what was I supposed to do after that episode? Let me know because, or let me know if you want me to bring back the 10 minute beauty business tip with like the whole of the music and the thing. But I just, I'm, I'm enjoying doing these free-flowing conversations with you. So the first thing is that we need to recognize sometimes when we are sitting in that ebb or we're sitting in that lack kind of like it's not full lack mentality. You're just comfortable not really killing it. Like you're just there and you're, you're, you're not sure if that success is for you because you're not really going after it. Like you, you're just kind of Meh. Like you're there, you're goopy, you're ebby, you're not really surrendering, like you're not actionably doing anything except like what's getting you by, but it feels like a lot of work. And sometimes we characterize that by having like a giant to-do list and filling it up and saying, well, I have so much to do. And like, that's what's drawing you back, right? It doesn't necessarily even have to be an, it is ultimately connected to your attitude and your mindset, but sometimes it's more of like a tangible weight that you're carrying around on a piece of paper (laughs) than like an actual emotion that we've, we've tied down. So sometimes I, well, not sometimes, I've totally done that. (laughs) Sometimes it happens. And in now I have uh, put up some some things for myself to, to catch myself. But when you're sitting in that, and this is why I wanted to share this with you, because this conversation as a whole is so important. It's stringing together like a bunch of conversations I've had over my life in the last couple of probably weeks or maybe a month or so. And you just need to hear it. So here I am telling you about it and not telling you. <laughs> and so when you are sitting in the ebb and you're just sitting in there, like you're in the comfortable, you're comfortably uncomfortable, right? Like, you know, it's not really going to get better unless you do something different, but here you are doing the same thing, being comfortable with it. The, the first thing that I want you to recognize is that, or ask yourself is, am I afraid that if I step out of this, am I afraid if I decide to push forward and do something different? Am I afraid that I'll fail? Am I afraid that the results that I will get, like subconsciously, right? Or maybe outwardly, am I afraid that I'm not gonna get there? That that, that I'm gonna be like in a worse spot? Like, can it, is it gonna be worse than this? Like I'm comfortable. It might not be like where it's not like gold medal, gold stars, like winning, 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 making it rain, but it, but it, it's okay. And I'm comfortable here. I know what this is like, like this is fine. It's like going to your favorite restaurant and they have the thing that you order every single time and you know, you love that thing, but they have this new thing that sounds really good. But like, you only get to go there like on your birthday or whatever at one time a year and it's a big celebration place. And so like, because maybe if you order it, it's amazing and changes your life forever and you never have that other thing and you have a new favorite. Or maybe it's not as good and you're disappointed and you just wish you stayed with your favorite dish, right? So these kind of things, those are the same emotions we go through and we sort of self-sabotage like you're afraid to try the new thing because it might not be as good and it it really truly it's not (laughs) this dinner uh metaphor is not it's not as serious as our business is but it is 
very serious when you think about your business if fear is holding you back, fear of the unknown, because we want to control things. And I understand our need for control and I understand our need to know that things are going to be okay, but you do, right? Because you've come this far in business, which is frankly the most unknown thing in the whole wide world. Like you could have failed flat on your face day one, but you didn't. And when you failed, you failed forward. Like success is not available without failure. I think that's one of the bigger takeaways here is that you cannot have success of any of any measurement, of any level, without failure, somewhere in there. And that's why I like to say you're failing forward because those are those are really good things you learn from them. You, you pick it up and put it in, and continue to move forward, right? You you pick it up, you look at it, you go, okay, that, that wasn't great. I'm not doing that again. Let's move on. So also, can I just say that if you're sitting there in that spot of like, well, okay, Lexi, like I'm, I'm hearing you and I didn't really think that I was afraid of that, but maybe it is a fear thing. Like, let, let me work through this. Like, it's okay to, to journal, to work stuff out, to figure what is it that you're doing where you're putting like, you know, two steps forward and then also three steps backwards. Like, wh- why, why, why? And the thing that I want to remind you is who the F you are right? Like you are a badass business owner. You already have taken the biggest risk of all to be your own boss, right? To be in charge of your own destiny, to say, I'm going to put myself out there and see if I can make it fly. I am literally responsible to myself. Can I tell you how much easier it would be to go get a job? Not necessarily fulfilling and maybe not easier, like once you get into it, but safer. Let's go with safer how much safer it would be to just like go work at Starbucks, which is awesome, by the way. Like if you want to work at Starbucks, fantastic. But like you've are like, remember who the F you are, please. Like you have already taken so much risk. You've put yourself out there. You're a creative for goodness sake. You're an artist that paints people's hair. Like you have forever living art. Do you know how incredibly difficult that is? And if you're an esthetician or a salon owner or do something else, like you're doing the same risk. Like you are literally changing people's faces. (laughs) Like that is wild. You're an artist that is making a difference to how humans feel about themselves. Like your art is alive. Like that is, that is powerful right? And if you work in a commission salon and you technically are an employee, please do not take anything that I've said the wrong way and know that you qualify in that too, because you have your, well, A, you're hanging out with the right crowd, right? You're here, you're with us. But also like you're taking that risk too, because you said, okay, I can do this. And you're making a percentage. You're just profit sharing. You are in fact, your own business as well. Do you have an Instagram page? Yes, you're your own business. You're showing up for yourself. You're doing better for yourself. You're working hard in order to, or maybe (laughs) I shouldn't say working hard, but you are working, right? You are working towards goals in your business. You want more for yourself as, as a business, even though you share part of the responsibility in your business with someone else. So like, just remember like how amazing you are to begin with and that you've taken the biggest risk You've taken the biggest leap already. Oh, and then by the way, like you're doing the best you can, right? Like you are giving it your all. You're showing up. You're listening to podcasts. You're investing in your education. You're learning new things, watching YouTube videos, watching Instagram, like not falling into the scroll hole too, too much. And like still taking care of the things that you need to do. Like you are doing it all and you're doing your very best while you're doing it. Some people will never take the leap because they don't believe 
that there's more for them. And to that, I say, well, then, I, I mean, like, it depends, you know, what, like, I'm not just going to go yelling at every person in the whole wide world that there's more for them. That would be exhausting. <laughs> but if you're listening to this podcast right now, if you were hearing my voice, I want you to know that there is more for you. So if you think you've hit a max, you're you're wrong because there are different ways to do things. Today, I spent 90 minutes in a VIP intensive with an amazing salon owner of the in the Pacific Northwest, and we were looking at retail numbers for the salon overall, commission salon, and well, hybrid actually. And it's like, oh my gosh, we're going to double this this year. Like we are going to double it. And she already kills it like literally kills it. Her salon numbers are what dreams are made of. What dreams are made of? And we are going to blow the roof off. And and that's, it's just that there is more for you. You just have to change your lens. And so the second thing that I would invite you to do or to chat with yourself about or, or to have, have the chat with a friend or a fellow business owner, stylist is like, what would that next level really look like? And, and again, I'm not saying everybody needs to be a salon owner. I say it often because I don't think... Very many people actually are fit to be salon owners. And if you want to and it's on your heart, then send me a DM so we could talk about it because I, it's not something that you should go into lightly at all. But, you know, like the thing about it is, is that there's more for everybody, whether that's more enrichment of your life in other areas because of your beauty business, which would be totally fulfilling the dream 10, or it's more business success in your business and tangible things like revenue and sales and and more client numbers and things like that. Like there's, there's more. And it's not like if there's more for you, there's not more for me. There's just more, right? There's more, 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 more. I love this this question that like if God or the universe or whatever you believe in said, "Hey, I I want to I want to write this this check to you. It's it's blank and we can just put the number on it." What would you say? Like some people their gut instinct and their answer is, "Well, I w- I I, uh, I don't know," right? And I would say put all the zeros. Give them all to me, right? Because I believe in abundance. Not it's not even really like, I mean, Yes, it's a belief. You have to believe it. You have to believe that it's possible. But I I sit in abundance. I sit in gratitude. I know abundance is real. I live in abundance. I recognize abundance as I drive down the freeway. I see plants everywhere. I'm like, wow, this is so amazing. There's so many plants. (laughs) It's just a lot of plants, right? And next time you're driving down the freeway, you're gonna look around and well, I don't know where you live, but there's probably plants unless you live in Palm Springs. And then you could look at granules of sand and say, wow, there's like so many or anywhere in the desert. Like there are so many granules of dirt. Like that is amazing. There's so many rocks. Like this is just wild. Like there's so much abundance around us that we just don't stop and notice. And then the third thing is just really to like, how about let's, let's, let's undo that to-do list a little bit. Can we just look at that, that weight of all the crap that you feel like you have to do and just get rid of some of it? And that's one of the main things that we talk about inside of Salon Quarterly and the Mastermind is like, let's just get some clarity. So have a big brainstorm, get some clarity, figure out what's important to you, and then take tiny baby steps to the things that are important. I used to post on my Instagram every Sunday night, like pick your three things and just do those three things this week for your business. That's it. You'll be successful. You'll move forward. You'll move towards the direction of your goals. Now, can you do more than that? Yeah. Do I coach to that? Absolutely. But if all you're going to do is three things a week towards one common goal for your beauty business, you're miles ahead of the average person. Miles, miles, miles. And it's not a competition, but just the fact that you would step up and and do that for yourself shows that you're gonna treat your business like a business. And then from there, maybe you grow into 
taking on a little bit more responsibility for yourself and and doing the things that require to to make big leaps, right? To have big changes in your life and and in your business. And in the process of making that brainstorm, getting your clarity, taking the tiny baby steps, doing the three things a week, like you have to cut the negative self-talk. You have to cut the self-sabotage. You have to stop that BS. It's not helping anybody. Like that crazy person that, that you allow to live in your brain, you have to evict her. Like get rid of her. Come up with your mantra. For me, it's that's not true. That's not true. Like where is the actual proof? Show me. Show me the proof. That's not true. So no negative self-talk throughout the process. And it is so powerful when you can just even stop and recognize that, oh, that was a negative thought. Like, oh, huh, wouldn't have even noticed. <laughs> like, because you just carry on and it's so common. And I am the queen of catching other people using negative verbiage, self-talk, but even out loud talk, like conversation. And I call it out. And, and it makes some people uncomfortable, but also... It's really important because we need to remember it. And I, as a leader in my salon and in in my circles, I feel like it's really important. And as a coach, number one, it's so important to say, wait, hey, did you notice you just did that? Even if when I was a kid, if I was like, oh, I'm so stupid, my parents would be like, why? No, why? Where's the proof? Where's proof? You're not you're not stupid explain that to me. And I would be like, well, I just screwed this up and what, you know, I didn't do it right. And I broke the thing or like, it just silly, nothing big deal, right? Like you're a kid. And I'd be like, but that doesn't mean that you're stupid. Like you are not stupid. You're very intelligent, right? Like we, we see your report cards. We, from a very young age, and I know that in a lot of, in my friends' families, so stupid is like the worst word. So they're not even allowed to use it and it cracks me up. But I'm like, actually, we should all eliminate that word. Nobody's stupid. You all have like value and thoughts and interesting things going on in your brain. Like you're not stupid, right? But we we do that, right? It's like the the thing that that we catch ourselves on. But and maybe for you it's something else. But you need to catch it and then stop doing it. There is an incredibly powerful, strong, amazing entrepreneur in my mastermind and. This week we were talking about adding new services and changing things up and and just and hitting goals actually. We we started talking about wins and she hit a win that was pretty amazing. She set a goal to have two new extension clients a month and it's been going consecutively like it's it's working, right? Like she was in the goop and now we're we're full speed ahead and it's it's the things that we put in place we push the gas, right? We double down on what's working and we get more results and we see it worked over and over and over again, right? And so we were talking about that and she said that this new client picked her even though the other girl she was looking at is better than her. And I was like, right, like pulling the brakes. <laughs> and and I'm like, no, excuse me. Like first we talked about all the things that were important. And then I'm like, okay, but I'm going to pick on this one little thing that you said because she's not better. Uh-uh. Nope, not even close. Like, A, you don't know this person. So what do we know? Anything. It's the internet. It's all freaking lies and charades. And B, that's just not true. Like she's not better than you. And in fact, I would argue the opposite, that you are a better fit for that human that chose you for whatever reason. You're a better fit because she liked your style, because she cared for the way that you talk about things on online. Like you connected on a different level. You actually are better 
right? And it's not a comparison to the other person ever, 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 but just because you're better for that client. And so that makes a better match, a better fit. And so it's it's just those small things that if you can catch yourself when you say things like that, even if you notice it after the fact, or you can catch yourself mid-sentence, who cares? Sound like a fool and change what you said and be like, actually, no, that, no, like she's not better than me. We have, but everyone is valid and has different skill sets, but I am a better fit for this client. Positivity. I mean, I, I hate to be like toxic positivity or whatever. I hate all these terms that people give all this stuff. It's just like, can we not just be humans and like interact and have emotions and reactions and communicate effectively with each other and like just not get our panties in a ruffle too much? I don't know. But I, I think that I probably am toxic positivity by some people's definition. And to that, I say, okay, fine. It works though. Like you have to be positive in order to change your view, to change your mindset and to move forward. If if you have a negative outlook on everything and you don't see opportunity, guess what you're not going to get? Opportunity. I have to get off of that because I was going to rant for a little bit, but I'm not going to do it. So I want to tell you about my most favorite book ever. And I am going to share a little bit about it here, but we are going to do a full business book kind of book club situation in an upcoming episode. So just hang tight for the, for the full description. But I wanted to tell you about a book that I read that literally changed my life. I'm pretty sure. I would say it absolutely changed my life, at least in terms of recognition of these kind of things that we're talking about. It might not have changed my actions right away, but I've listened to it on Audible probably three or four times at this point. I own a paperback copy. And I listened to the second like accompanying book and so many other of his titles. The author's name is Gay Hendricks, and the book is called The Big Leap. Put it on Audible. Don't get a paper copy unless like you love it as much as I did. And just listen to it. This is your this is your assignment for the week. Like listen to because you listen to podcasts. So I know you listen like you can you can listen to an audible book, right? Same thing, like whatever you're doing, like it's just gonna take you a little longer because it's a book. It's called The Big Leap. And in the book, he talks about all kinds of things. He's really amazing in terms of being a psychologist and he's a smart guy and he's really it's one he's I just would like a hug from him. He's just like very warm and wonderful. And I don't think anyone would disagree with that statement. Like he's just a smart guy who's who's got a kind outlook and everything he says, you're like, yeah, that's super smart. Duh. Like, huh, really good. So in the book, the thing that he defines is the upper limit problem. It's when you are going through something and going through something and you're getting there, you're getting to the upper limit, right? Where you're going to create a ceiling for yourself mentally and subconsciously. And once you get to the upper limit, like when you get there, you get so close to success, you're like about to close the deal or have a big raise or make this big turn in your business or, you know, go on vacation and have a wonderful time or it doesn't have to always be business. And then you do something and you self-sabotage, maybe even subconsciously, maybe totally accidentally, like you're really upset that this is the outcome, but it's what happens over and over and over again. And I didn't really understand the upper limit problem until I read this book or listened to this book. You know me. Reading, it's, it's, it's a lot of listening. I only read fiction. So like tangibly when we're like on vacation, which hasn't been in a long time and not going to be for a minute anyways. So I listened to a lot on Audible. And so this book just like blew my mind because he talks about it in relationships. He talks about the upper limit problem in your business. He talks about it 
in your home life. Like he talks about it in in your your health and well-being. And so basically, I mean, I used to not so much in business, but personally, like if things were going really, really well, I would like almost I don't want to say I would pick a fight with Josh, but I would find something and like kind of self-sabotage. Like if we were go, if it was like going really well or whatever, I would just nitpick. And it's so, and then it turns into a thing. And then that beautiful month or weeks or even the, the day, if it was going really well, I would screw it up. And, and I was like, what the, what in the world? And it was because, and this is something like if you have a therapist, you probably could work through, but it, it was because I, I was having an upper limit problem. I was not sure that I deserved that next level of success. It was like those pinch me moments that I talk about when you hit, when you cross stuff off your dream 10, it's like, wow, oh my gosh, like stop that. So now I'm, 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 I definitely recognize when I do it and I'm trying to be better to not do it, but I know that so many of us do it in business. So many of us, oh my gosh, I like... I've worked with so many stylists and estheticians and beauty pros and they get so close. Like they're, they're working their buns off, like seriously, like killing it, doing so good, like putting their right foot in front of the other three steps forward, three steps forward, no steps back, like amazing, amazing, amazing. And then the next thing you know, like they they throw their back out or they like get a cold and then all their momentum is gone and they start to self-sabotage like outwardly and they can't pick the momentum back up. Like, because it's almost like, they were so close, but they didn't really want it. Like they were afraid. And that's where all of this comes from. So I highly, highly, highly recommend The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. We're going to talk about it a little bit more when we, do, when we do the book club episode. And it's it's just a recommendation for you if you feel potentially you self-sabotage or need help getting out of the goop a little bit more. If you feel like you're kind of stuck for the moment and you're like, oh, I just don't know what to do. Or if you are fearful of success and it's it's okay to be afraid. I just don't want you to be paralyzed by the fear and not take action in the direction of your dreams. I hope you have a great week and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I love creating them each week and connecting with you after you listen on Instagram. I really love it when you tag me and share the episode to your stories. It's twofold. It lets me know that you're podcast people so then I can go and do a little friendly stalk and and drop a love bomb over on your page. And also it shares the show to your followers and your friends and fellow hairdressers, which I totally appreciate because this is a free show and it's difficult to grow the podcast without your help. So thank you much for that. I'll see you on stories and right back here next week.